Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. St. Anne, with a population of some 13,000, is a municipality in North St. Louis County with a very popular jail. It's certainly not popular with people who found themselves jailed there, but for over a decade, if you missed a court date in a nearby municipality, you'd find yourself taken to the St. Anne Jail. So, you failed to pay a fine for a traffic ticket in Normandy? St. Anne Jail. Missed a parking ticket in O'Fallon? St. Anne Jail. You get the picture. So in short, St. Anne and its jail became a key resource for nearby cities and their police departments. Those departments had to do something with all the people they were arresting. That something was jail in St. Anne. But now things could be changing for that municipality and its jail. Last week, the civil rights law firm Arch City Defenders announced that after years of litigation, it had reached a $3.1 million settlement with the city of St. Anne. Here to talk about that settlement and St. Anne's jail is Maureen Hanlon. She's a civil litigation staff attorney with Arch City Defenders. Maureen, welcome back to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Maureen, Arch City has called St. Anne's Jail a debtor's prison. What does that mean? So a debtor's prison is where people are held in the jail for being unable to pay a a fine fee, bond, monetary sum, not because they're a danger to the community, not because they're a flight risk, not because there's any safety hazard. So Mm -hmm. if, if you're someone that can get $300 in cash, you can walk out the door. And if you're someone who doesn't have $300 in cash, you sit in the jail. Mm -hmm. So what we call a debtor's prison because the people are there because they don't have money to pay. Okay. What sorts of crimes or violations could get you sent to St. Anne's Jail? Sure. So St. Anne's Jail, there there were some people in St. Anne's Jail that were being arrested and then sent to the county for what we would all traditionally think of as crimes, like felonies and misdemeanors. But St. Anne's Jail, the majority of people that it held when it, w- when it was holding the majority of its population were for municipal offenses. So mm-hmm. driving without registration, speeding, uh, low-level municipal ordinance violations like marijuana possession. So things where you would go to municipal court, but not things that were felonies or misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. Now, in the announcement of the settlement... Arch City estimated that at least 12 neighboring towns, that's a dozen, used St. Anne's Jail to detain people. Why did so many cities rely on this one jail? Sure. So St. Anne, you know, one of the ways it generated revenue was by making these contracts with other municipalities. So a lot of those other municipalities are even smaller than St. Anne. And so, you know, we have St. Louis County that runs, you know, St. Louis County Jail. But these municipalities are, you know, the populations are in the thousands, if not smaller than that. Mm -hmm. And they have their own police forces, but not necessarily their own jails. And so they used St. Anne. St. Anne would sort of charge them money to be able to hold folks for them. And so Mm -hmm. people would be picked up for 
municipal ordinance violations, being unable to kind of afford fines for them or missing court dates for them, and St. Anne would hold them. Okay. I'd like to invite you to this conversation. Do you have a question or comment about debtors' prisons in St. Louis County or about St. Anne and its jail? Call us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpr.org. I'd like to introduce another conversation, uh, another voice to this conversation. Quentin Thomas is someone who knows the St. Anne Jail very well because he was taken there multiple times. He's a plaintiff in the lawsuit filed by Arch City Defenders back in 2016. Quentin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, Quentin, you were jailed in St. Anne multiple times over a roughly four-year period. And as Maureen was just uh, talking about, these are they're minor crimes, um, things like warrants for traffic violations. But you ended up spending many days in jail. How did that start for you, Quentin? Um, it, it started um, when I was uh, in college. Uh, it started from a... Uh, uh, I want to say it was like plates, uh, improper plates. Uh, I had my father's car, so uh, at that time, me using that, I uh, got one ticket. And me in college, you know, I'm going to school, so I couldn't afford to pay the, the fines at the time. Uh, and I ended up missing court date. Mm-hmm. And they put a warrant out for my arrest, and it kind of spiraled from there. And, you know, and then I started getting pulled over and other municipalities and getting tickets and I end up finding myself you know uh, from going to from one municipality to another and having three or four court dates in one week you know for for ride for like five or six different municipalities and you know getting held in in St. Anne and uh, so that's how it kind of started for me yeah Uh, and what was it like to spend days at the St. Anne jail uh, it was uh, it w- it wasn't pleasant. It was kind of, you know, uh, inhumane to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal opinion, I'm pretty sure other people feel the same way. That was jail. There, uh, it was overcrowded. Uh, I remember many days I came in. Uh, it was a uh, over overcrowded, like the bullpen they have it. They have I don't know a whole lot of people on there with mats on the floor. Every cell was filled, so you usually have four bunks. And those feel so when I, you know, you can have probably like three or probably like three more people on the floor. You'll mm-hmm. be the next fourth person. And then sometimes they'll put another person in until you scoot over and, until they know like, oh, well, can't nobody else fit in because it's too old. You know, then, you know, a lot of people is, you know, jail that like, hey, man, you can't, you know, we overpop like nobody can't even sleep. You know, so people seem like you got to stand up because they're just doing, you know, so they try to make adjustments. But it was so many people mm-hmm. that all the sales was just, you know. Over overpopulated. Yeah, Maureen, is this similar to what you've heard from other former, you know, occupants of, of that that jail space? Absolutely. So Saint Anne Jail. What's important to keep in mind is we're not talking about something like the Justice Center in Clayton or in downtown St. Louis. It's this is essentially the basement of the police department, mm-hmm. and our allegations have always been that the space there was really never meant to be used at the time for more than a holdover. Mm -hmm. So people weren't allowed to get out of their cells and walk around. There wasn't, um, they never turned the lights off. 
the lights would be on all the time. There wasn't natural light. Um, people would be packed in these cells, you know, overcrowded with all these individuals. You know, there weren't kind of systems to keep things clean. People had nothing to do. Um, you know, it really was originally supposed to be kind of a place you would you would sit before being transported somewhere else. And through holding all these individuals for municipal ordinance violations, you know, it's essentially, again, like putting someone in in what should have been a holdover, but keeping them for days or weeks. Mm-hmm. Quentin, in these cases, you know, when you were at that jail, you were often told that you could pay a bond to get out. How much money were they asking? Um with that is is kind of is a is is kind of tricky because even if you had okay say if I had three or four warrants right or mm-hmm. five warrants so if I pay just say if I pay one municipality uh, my uh, for my uh, for my bond then if I pay them they will go directly to the next uh, municipality that they have a warrant out for me and say if they want to keep me they're gonna say yeah so now I didn't spend money thinking that I'm gonna get out but really the other municipalities say now nah, we want him we want him too so now your family or if you had money you know on your on your on you when you got locked up to try to pay so now you didn't spend that money thinking you about to get out but now it's the other municipality more so now they now they keep you for and it was like 72 hours for each for each uh for each municipality they can hold you 72 hours of of time in the jail yeah, and so it's I just think this. Yeah, that's yeah. So some municipalities would have a seventy-two hour rule. Uh, Saint Anne actually didn't. So some people in Saint Anne were there for even longer than that. Okay, up to mm-hmm. weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a revolving door of of payments that need to be made and and a snowballing. So ultimately, Quentin, for you, I mean, how how did you deal with not being able to pay those amounts? Was it just then? Spending time in jail? <laughs> yeah, that's what it pretty much boiled down to. Uh, I could never pay because I, like, when they add it all up, they just tell me you need to come over like $1,200 or fourteen. you know, to, because that's what they went to. If you pay one, you still have to pay the other one, and the other one, they pretty much went down the line. So it's like, if you had multiple ones, you, you and your family didn't have no money, you was pretty much stuck. Right. Maureen, is Quentin's experience overall, or in certain details, you know, common? How many people went through this cycle? You know, tens of thousands of people across the St. Louis region went through this cycle. Uh, what what Quentin's describing, what some people have called the the Muni Shuffle, where you are a, an individual owes this money, and then things spiral from there. And I and I want to point out that. Another piece of this is that it makes it more likely that people will get pulled over in the future. Because if you have these pending tickets, often it affects your license. Then when you get pulled over, you get additional tickets. Not having a license makes it harder to even get to court dates. Um, And so, you know, I think what Quinton's really bravely describing is this spiral that people get into where people are trying their best to just live, to get into compliance and... There's so many different barriers from all of these different courts that it makes it sort of impossible to come up for air. Mm-hmm. Now, Quentin, you know, your experiences in St. Anne had a very destructive impact on your life. You know, you had just mentioned that you were a college student when all of this started, but you've lost a job, lost a car, 
in addition to all those nights that you spent in jail, what does this settlement mean for you? Uh, it means a lot, not just for me, but for the you know for the citizens here in St. Louis and the, that affected uh, many citizens here that went through that uh, cycle that mm-hmm. you know that was going on that you know um, nobody knew about and our season finished bringing it to to the to the front headline to let people know what was going on and to bring attention to what was going on here in the uh, municipalities Mm -hmm. here in St. Louis uh, counties. So I'm so glad that uh, it got brought to attention because if if they didn't bring it to attention, it would have been still going on to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I lost that. Uh, Actually, I went to go, you know, I lost, uh, they suspended my license for unpaid tickets. So actually when I went to go get my CDL license uh, first, uh, Actually, I left and went to Iowa, came back, and had my permit in St. Louis. Uh, uh, went to the license bureau. They said they had a hold on my license. I found out it was for unpaid tickets. I said, oh, man. So, oh. you know, it was them type of things that when you go and do something positive and then it's like a crash, you know. Yeah. Like my license gone. Like, oh, man, like for unpaid tickets. And, you know, then I'm going to work. I, you know, spent multiple days in jail and then I get out okay i called my my foreman i was doing construction mm-hmm. and my mom he's like oh man i'm sorry to inform you that we had to let you go i'm like oh man so you know that then i impounded my car just i had got impounded that you know blues neck because i couldn't pay to get it out uh so it's just you know them cycles when i was in school i've been missing days of school also you know so right right so i mean just the we're going to talk about the the settlement and the money, but I mean, does does that payment that you'll be getting make up for any of of what you've lost over these years? Uh, no, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it just. I'm just glad that it it have got to attention and and for the citizens to uh, to get some type of you know, relief uh, from it or some type of repayment. It's not much, but to me, it should be more because, they, you know, a lot of people then lost a lot of things going through this, you know. So um, the money, uh, it's not, you know, it's not really that uh, important. I just, I'm so glad in that R.C. is going to bring this to the front. And I'm pretty sure it's going around the same type of thing is going around the country that probably a lot of cities, cities that haven't, haven't got brought to the forefront yet. Mm-hmm. Quentin, thank you so much for talking with us today. Quentin Thomas is one of several named plaintiffs in a federal class action lawsuit against St. Anne. The lawsuit was settled last week for $3.1 million. We need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with attorney Maureen Hanlon of Arch City Defenders and talk about what happens next with those millions of dollars. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.
Welcome back. So, Maureen, the lawsuit, it was first filed in 2016. We want to go over some things before we talk about that settlement money. In 2016, the lawsuit is filed, but court and jail practices like the ones maintained by St. Anne were thrust into much broader public view during the Ferguson protests of 2014. Talk with us about that connection. Sure. So during the Ferguson uprising, a lot of people started to ask questions about what was going on in Ferguson that made people, uh, was sort of sparking people's frustration with police and courts. And one of the things that was largely out of view to those who weren't experiencing it was this experience people were ha- experience people were having with police and municipal courts. So people who who weren't those who were sitting in the St. Anne jail were kind of would think of people in jail as people who had committed these very serious crimes. Um, but folks who were driving regularly through these municipalities and who were having this experience of being pulled over and yanked into jail and losing their car, losing their jobs, all for you know these tiny some relatively tiny sums of money in the bigger picture, um, knew about these frustrations. Mm-hmm. And so out of out of the Ferguson uprising came a sort of renewed, attention on the different municipal courts, um, including St. Anne's, but also Ferguson's and Florissant's and Jennings and all these other different towns. So some of the practices that Quentin was talking about, um, you know, began to sort of significantly change. And in fact, St. The Arch City had a prior lawsuit against St. Anne that was just for the practices, just about changing kind of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But this case is really about like he said, damages, and not damages in terms of we think money is necessarily going to make up for the harm that it caused, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, those are experiences that Quentin had that can't be undone. But damages to really sort of mark, really emphasize that what happened was unconstitutional and that people need to be compensated in some way for the harm that they went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I'm biased as a civil rights lawyer, but I, I think that when governments have to pay money for practices, it makes it significantly more likely that those practices won't start happening again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the bonds to get out of jail, you mentioned the the amounts that were demanded. Those bonds, I mean, people may think of them as being small. And we're talking like $100, 150 how much revenue did the city bring in through bonds and holding people from other munis in the way that it did? Sure. The city was bringing in a significant amount of money. And when when I say small, I don't mean small. The amount was huge to people who couldn't afford it, but small in the bigger sense of things. So mm-hmm. people are being held for amounts of money that if if a person of means was charged that amount of money, they'd pay it and walk out no problem. But the city of St. Anne was generating money through these contracts to hold other people, but also you know, they would know that if they would pull people over and ticket them, either they'd get money from the tickets or if the person couldn't pay the tickets, at some point they'd be put in jail and the jail or the threat of jailing would kind of bring money through bonds because people would be so desperate to get out or so desperate to not not go, that they would pay money, that they, you know, they would scrounge up money from somewhere, from mm-hmm. relatives, et cetera. Yeah. So the city of St. Anne, I think, brought in, at its peak, millions of dollars in money from traffic revenue. And 
you know, after reform, after it was sort of after they stopped holding people, that number plummeted mm-hmm. um, to be a much smaller portion of what their town's revenue is today. Mm-hmm. So it had a, a direct and immediate impact on what they were able to bring in. Absolutely. So St. Anne did not respond to request for comment from the St. Louis Public Radio um, news team. Tell us what St. Anne has said in its own defense. So I I don't think I'm best, you know, I want to be clear that this settlement is an agreement between the parties to, you know, compromise and stop litigation. Um, You know, they're not admitting necessarily the allegations. Uh, And I think, you know, in order to find out their sort of justification for what what their practices were, I think we'd really have to talk to them. Yeah. So the lawsuit itself, let's talk about this settlement. The lawsuit's been going on for seven years. How do we get to this point of settlement? Sure. So this is one of a few other cities that have reached settlements in similar debtor's prison lawsuits. Um, so Maplewood, Normandy, Edmondson have come before. So in, in this case, uh, this this lawsuit has sort of like a long procedural history. It was originally filed against all of the towns, um, and then it was severed. And, you know, we've been in pretty contentious litigation up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, the what the parties have agreed to is that there's this big lump sum of money and anybody who is in the St. Anne jail, which is is thousands, tens of thousands of people, can get money for their time in the jail as mm-hmm. long as they submit a claim form. Okay. And so one of the things I, I'm excited to be on here today because I really want to get the word out to people is that you have, in order to, if you were in the St. Anne jail, you have to submit a claim form in order to get money from this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And so what will happen is everyone who submits a claim form, then the money will be divided up based on how many hours each person spent in jail. So okay. if you were in jail longer, you get more money. If you were in jail less amount of time, you get less money. And mm-hmm. so the idea is the people who suffered the most harm, the people who were arrested over and over and over, the people who sat for weeks, get a bigger share of the money. Okay. And the people that it uh, this applies to, it's over 35,000 people who were jailed in St. Anne between August 9th of 2011 and November 14th of 2022. Right. Is that correct? Right. And how is it that they, they do this? Is there a website that they go to? Yeah. So if anyone who who was in St. Anne jail during that time, you can go to stannclassaction.com uh, and either submit a claim form there or get a phone number to call the the claims administrator mm-hmm. to submit your claim. So you have just mentioned that the amount of money individuals will receive will be very much dependent upon how much time they spend in, in the, the jail. Um, is there anything else that makes the math more complicated than dividing you know, $3.1 million by the number of people um, who would be eligible for settlement? Just It's just... Uh, well, there's there's sort of three things. One is it's it's about who submits forms, right? And mm-hmm. so if, if you're listening and this applies to you or if you know someone that you think this applies to, please encourage them to submit a claim form. Um, so it depends on how many people submit forms. And then also the money is divided up between people who were in the jail, uh, who were just in the jail for other charges, like federal charges, state charges, 
um, and people who were there specifically only for municipal charges. Mm -hmm. And so if you were there only for municipal charges, you are eligible for the debtor's prison portion of the settlement. Um, And if you were there at all, you get some money for the conditions. So the settlement is really geared towards people who sat the longest and then people who were there really only for these low-level charges. Mm -hmm. And, And by charges, I mean muni tickets. Yeah. And so Arch City has been suing over these debtors' prisons in St. Louis County seven years now. It's not over yet. Um, In this last minute or so, Arch City is still pursuing cases against Florison and Ferguson. Do you have any updates on those cases and what comes next? Sure. So Florison, you know, we've submitted an application to the court for preliminary settlement. Um, And so you may hear more news about that soon. Uh, Ferguson, Ferguson, we fight on. Maureen Hanlon is a civil litigation staff attorney with Arch City Defenders. Maureen, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.